started last week, which was an incredible part one. So I'm really excited about part two. Who's excited about part two of Steve's word? Let's welcome him as he comes to bring the word this morning. Fantastic. Brilliant. Can everyone hear me? Okay, just bring that, or let me just bring that down. There we go. Because it's, uh, it's feeding back a little bit, isn't it? Brilliant. So, gents, just to let you know, I have secured a steakhouse for us to have a men's evening. Confirmation of that came through yesterday morning, and that is why we have not got the slide up. But that is going to be happening on Friday the 3rd, if I'm right. It's Friday the 3rd, but it's the Friday evening, and uh, we've, got, uh, we've got the top floor of the beef eater. Um, completely filled, uh, booked out. So I'm expecting us to fill that out with loads of guys uh, coming together. And um, just really grateful for what God is doing in this house, amen? You know, every, every day I'm, I'm, I'm seeing God's hand at work. Every week I'm seeing God do the, the great things in this house. And we just want to give God glory for what he's doing, amen? Come on. And Janita, you turned 18 this week as well. Got into adulthood. Come on. Janita has been a part of this church since a young girl, and she's grown through it, and she's a daughter of this house. And uh, come on. Just why Janita's standing. Can, can a few of you that are around just lay out your hands? I just want to pray over Janita's life. Come on. Come on, if you, if you can reach out your hand to Janita, we're going to believe that God is going to do some miraculous work in your life over the next few years, that you're going to see the purpose of God fulfilled throughout your life, and that you're going to know the will and call of God over your life. Lord, I pray, mighty God, that today you will deposit something afresh in Janita's life, Lord God. Lord, Holy Spirit, come and plant something afresh in her life. Plant dreams and visions that she had when she was a little girl that will come true, Lord God. I pray that she will run the race for you, that she'll run faster, and that she'll run towards you, Lord God, in a mighty, mighty way. I pray, mighty God, that you will empower her to do everything that she needs for this next season, Lord God. And as she goes into adulthood, as she grows into that next season, I pray, mighty God, reveal your will and purpose over her life in your mighty name. Amen. Amen. Church, please pray for our young people. Continue. I know we prayed last week, but continue to pray for our young people. There is such an importance that we pray for, for our young people. Um, great. Some of you know that we've got uh, some jobs out at the moment for the church. Our administration role has closed, and, um, and that has been, we've had a really great um, influx of applicants come in. So we're just working through those, and we're going to be interviewing, shortlisting those, and bringing those to an interview soon. Please pray, because we've still got uh, our youth pastor role and our exec pastor role um, still open. And uh, let's just believe and pray that God is going to place the right person in those places for us. Because we, we want a youth pastor that is going to stir something up in our young people's lives. That's going to, to see 
vision and empower them for, uh, to be godly people uh, and walk in the footsteps of Jesus. Amen. And we're, look, and we're looking for the right pastor, the, the executive pastor, who's going to walk alongside Becky and I and uh, be able to help us with those operational things. And God is good. Amen. So last Sunday, we looked at the gift of the Holy Spirit. So I've been preaching the last two Sundays on the subject of, of empowered for mission. Empowered for mission. And that's, that, that, that's a massive subject. And uh, that's not even going into the fact that the, the Holy Spirit is a massive subject. And, and, and I'm, I'm just scanning over a, a few things that we've been preaching on over the, the last few weeks. And we'll, we'll get into more depth of, of, of teaching into the Holy Spirit in the future, I'm, I'm sure. But there is an importance for us as a Pentecostal church to know about the Holy Spirit. Yes? Do you understand that? Because... Because God has, has, God has birthed, God has sent his Holy Spirit here to empower us, to enable us to be missional people, to go out into the world and do his will and purpose. The Holy Spirit, what we looked at last week was the Holy Spirit is a gift. He can't be earned or gained. The gift of the Holy Spirit has already been given to us. And to receive the Holy Spirit, we need to come for cleansing in repentance, expectant, but in worship. Amen? You see, once we've received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, we must guard ourselves against the danger that... Um, we must guard ourselves against the danger that um, may come to us. The baptism of the Holy Spirit is not an end in itself. You need to know that. So when you receive the Holy Spirit, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, it doesn't end there. It doesn't finish there. Because we, we should be a people who also ask for refreshing of the Holy Spirit. And I spoke briefly on that last week. But in fact, the baptism of the Holy Spirit is just the beginning. You see, on the day of Pentecost, when the church was filled with the Holy Spirit, that was the beginning. It was just the beginning. And what happened was the Church of Jesus Christ went from its thousands to its, it, its even bigger status than it is now because people followed Jesus. People wanted to follow Jesus. People captured who Jesus was. But not only that, it was a gateway to the supernatural. You see, I believe God wants us to be a people who are naturally supernatural. Yes? Naturally supernatural. That's something that, what do I mean by that? that what I mean is that we should be a people who, who, who live our lives with the Holy Spirit every single day. And allowing the Holy Spirit to outwork in our lives every day. You see, we can't do mission if we do not allow the Holy Spirit to work in our lives every day. Yes? I think I told this story a few, a few uh, months ago, um, but there was a time where I was at a supermarket and, and uh, this lady ha had come to do her shopping and she was at the pay till and she didn't have enough money to pay for it. But the Holy Spirit whispered to me, go and pay for her 
go shopping. Now, here's the thing. I knew what was in my bank, and it wasn't a lot. But I trusted God. And I went and tapped my card on that card machine. And the amount was the exact amount was that was in my bank. And I didn't know that. But here's the thing, when you say yes to God and you listen to the Holy Spirit and you work through the power of the Holy Spirit, these, this is what happens. God does miracles. I didn't know, need to know the amount. I just needed to say, yes, God, I will do what you've asked me to do. Now, it's different for everybody, and, and I'm not sharing that story to boast in any way, but in every, every minute of our day, there is opportunity for the Holy Spirit to outwork in our lives if we just allow him to work in our lives. So I want, I, I want to encourage us today to be a people who are naturally supernatural. Amen? We're going to look at some of these gifts briefly in 1 Corinthians 12, where Paul, he lists nine gifts and tells us not to be ignorant of them. For this morning, it would be absolutely impossible for us to go into detail of each gift. I, I just need to let you know that. We will, however, bring an outline of what the New Testament teaches as regarding the gifts of receiving the gifts of the Holy Spirit. So if you could turn to 1 Corinthians 12, if you have your Bibles, uh, and if not, the words should be on the screen. It says now about the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Brothers and sisters, I do not want you to be uninformed. You see, we need to be informed of what the Holy Spirit needs us to know about. You know that when you're, you were pagans, somehow, or other, sorry, you know that when you were pagans, somehow, or other you were influenced and led astray to mute idols. Therefore, I want you to know that no one who is speaking by the Spirit of God says, Jesus, be cursed. And no one can say, Jesus is Lord, except by the Holy Spirit. There are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit distributes them. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but in all of them and in every one, it is the same God at work. Now to each one of the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. You need to remember that. The Spirit is given for the common good. To one, there is given through the Spirit message of wisdom. To another, a message of knowledge by means of the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healing by that one Spirit to another miraculous powers, to another prophecy, to another distinguishing between spirits, to another speaking in different kinds of tongues, 
and still to another the interpretation of tongues. All these are the work of one and the same Spirit, and he distributes them to each one just as he determines. Let me say that again. The Spirit of God distributes the gifts to each one of us just as he determines. So we're going to dig a little bit deeper into this. So this is what we know they are gifts from God. Yes, this is my first point. We know that the, the Holy Spirit gives us gifts from God because the Holy Spirit is God, yes? In 1 Corinthians 12 verse 4, we're told that there are different kinds of gifts but the same Spirit. The Greek word used here is, um, is charismata, meaning gift of grace. Emphasizing that these gifts are God-given because of his grace. Once again, we see that we see these are, are God-given gifts and therefore are not something we earn. And neither are they given because of our own righteousness or holiness. They are given because God's grace for you and I. How amazing is that? You see, you and I, we don't have to strive to earn these, the, these, these gifts in any way. But later on, we'll, 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 we'll understand a little bit more that we should eagerly desire them. But that's not striving to earn them ourselves. But we should be people who eagerly desire the gifts and ask God of the gifts of the Spirit. I want you to know this morning that if you ask God for a gift, he will give it you. If you ask him in the right way, God will, will enable you with those gifts. As we read through the book of Corinthians, we can clearly see this as an example. You see, the Corinthians, they weren't lacking spiritual gifts. 1 Corinthians 1 verse 7, we see this. They, they were certainly not because they were particularly holy. I mean, Paul calls them worldly. We see this in 1 Corinthians 3. Paul rebukes them for tolerance, tolerating wickedness. And that's in 1 Corinthians 5, verse 1 to 12 and 11, 12. See, this is clear. This is clearly not an example of how we should live our lives, but it does illustrate very clearly that um, given that the, 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 the gifts are given to us not because of merit, but because of, uh, because of the wonderful grace of God. You see, we can learn two things from this. Number one, we must not assume that just because someone is used to using spiritual gifts, they are more holy than other Christians. Come on. You know, for a lot of us, we look at somebody using the gifts of the Holy Spirit and we think they're, they're, they're more holy. Yeah? But that's not what God is saying to us here. Of course, we should seek to live our life holy, and I need you to know that. That's important. We should always seek to live our life holy. But just because God gifts us with 
the gifts of the Holy Spirit, it doesn't mean that we're more holy than anybody else. It doesn't put us on any pedestal. Yes? I'm, I, God, has, God has anointed me to lead this church, but he doesn't put me on a pedestal. I still follow Jesus. I'm still a disciple of Jesus. But he has called me to lead this church. That doesn't put me on a pedestal, church. Yes? I need you to know that. I hope you don't get that. Because <laughs> that's not who I am. You see, we should not hold back. The second thing is we should not hold back from seeking the spiritual gifts. And I said this earlier. And later on, we will look into more about desiring those gifts. But there is such an importance that we do not hold back from seeking spiritual gifts. My second point to us this morning is these gifts are spiritual. They are spiritual gifts. These gifts are not just gifts, but they're supernatural gifts given through the Holy Spirit. Hebrews 2 verse 1 to 4 says these words, we must pay the most careful attention, therefore, to what we have heard so that we do not drift away. For since the message spoken through angels was binding and every violation and disobedience received its just punishment, how shall we escape if we ignore so great a salvation? You see, this salvation, which was first announced by the Lord, was confirmed to us by those who heard him. God also testified to it by signs, wonders, and various miracles, and by gifts of the Holy Spirit distributed according to his will. Wow. Come on. See, these verses clearly indicate to us that they are supernatural gifts. We learn, once again, two very important lessons from this verse, these, these scriptures. Number one, there is no limit to what God may accomplish through those gifts. Come on. There's no limit to what God can accomplish through the gifts of his, his, his Holy Spirit. You see, if God gifts you with his Holy Spirit and, and the gifts of the Holy Spirit, he will use whatever he needs to use to show his gifts and draw people to his kingdom. You see, through the gift of the Holy Spirit, this this is my second thing that we learn from this. Through the gift of the, 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 the Spirit, the Church of Jesus Christ have available to it the miracle work and power of a living God. Come on, this morning. Church, do we believe this? Do we believe in a miracle working God? Okay, I'm not going to keep banging the same drum all the time because in the last 12 months we've seen miracles in this house. Yes? And, and it's great to see Dexter back in the house. Come on. Two weeks ago, Dexter had a heart operation. And, and, and six months ago, they were talking about heart failure, weren't they? And now he sits in this church praising Jesus because God has made a way for him. Come on. Esther, two chairs down, six. 
completely healed of cancer. Come on. We worship a miracle-working God. Anita shared this morning, Tony, her husband, Tony sits here for the last six months, has journeyed and battled cancer, and now sits here completely healed of cancer. This is not for our glory, but this is for God's glory. So the prophetic word over Tony's life, get ready to tell your story. Not because, because Tony wants to say, oh, look what God has done for me. I'm the special one. No, Tony wants to go out and he wants to say, look what the Lord has done for me. And he can do the same for you. The gifts of the Holy Spirit are available for Jesus Christ to do miracles in the body of Christ. Come on. Equally wonderful. Because of this, these gifts are supernatural, there is no limit as to who God may give them to. Oh, come on. You see, if we eagerly desire them, God will use you to bring healing into somebody's life. If you're, willing, if you're willing to pray over somebody's life, you will see healing over somebody's life. Come on. You see, what I love about this is, is why there's no limit. It doesn't matter whether you're weak or strong. It doesn't matter if you're rich or poor. It doesn't matter if you're young or old. God can use you. This is what being empowered for mission is about, church. Come on. And if we're going to be a body of people who are going to go out into this city and see people turn from darkness into light, we have to be a people who walk by the Holy Spirit and the gifts of the Holy Spirit and also be prepared to ask the Holy Spirit for those gifts. My third point is this that they are gifts that are outworked. 1 Corinthians 12 verse 7 says, Now to each one the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. That word, the spiritual gifts given are, de are described as the manifestation of the Spirit. That means a clear display of the Spirit. Does that make sense? An outward evidence of the Holy Spirit. So this is what this is this is what this is what um, the Bible is teaching us: is that the Holy Spirit, the gifts of the Holy Spirit, are not meant to be just kept for these four walls. Yet they are here to build up the church here in, in these four walls as well. But their primary purpose is to be out in this world, and for you and I to carry those out into this world and utilize those gifts in this world so that others will know the kingdom of God. <laughs> I'm just getting started. <laughs> We've got to get fired up, church. You see, just as light shines from a light bulb and is an outward evidence of electricity at work, so, spiritual gifts. 
are an outward display of the Holy Spirit at work within you and I. I just think that's mind-blowing. See, once again, we can learn two key lessons from this. Number one, spiritual gifts don't come from God, from a God in outer space. You see, sometimes we think of God as this distant God. I don't, I, I don't worship a God who is afar. I worship a God who's near. I hope you know that today. Today you have a God who is near. They come from a God who lives within you and I. My second thing that we learn from this is they are well within our reach. <laughs> but we must stay filled with the Spirit. So often we go dry. It's, this, is, this, is, this is the thing that breaks my heart as a, as a pastor because so often we, al we allow ourselves to go spiritually dry. How does that happen? Because we do not, one, we do not ask for the, the refreshing of the Holy Spirit on a regular basis. And secondly, we don't outwork those spiritual gifts that God has given us. Or we place ourselves in an environment that is spiritually dry as well. I want you to know that this house is not a house that is spiritually dry. And will never be a house that is spiritually dry. Because we want to allow the Holy Spirit to be at work and do what the Holy Spirit needs to do. My fourth point is that the gifts that God gives us, the spiritual gifts that God gives us, they have purpose. It is possible for us to use these gifts for the wrong purpose though, and you must understand that. See, this is exactly what was happening in Corinthians. They were using their gifts for their own personal edification instead of the edification of others. What does that word edification mean? So it, in, in shortness, it means build, building up. It means, it, it, it means to, to uh, encourage, to build up, to lift up somebody. And what was happening was in Corinthians, they used it for themselves. Now, God teaches us that th there, there, is, there, is, there is an element where we can build one another up, yes? Within this wall. But the main purpose of the gifts that God gives us is, is to be outworked as a missional purpose. God gives us spiritual gifts to bless others. Wow, just think about that for a second. You have, within you today, you have the power to bless somebody else. And that's not giving somebody money. Because often we think a blessing is financial blessing. And don't get me wrong, financial blessing happens. But you have the power to speak God into somebody's life. And the power of God into somebody's life.
Their main purpose, and we see this in, in 1 Corinthians 12, verse 13, is edification and evangelism, which I've said. 1 Corinthians 12, verse 13 says, For we are all baptised by one spirit, so as to form one body, whether Jew or Gentile, slave or free, and we are all given one spirit to drink. One spirit to drink. You see, when Jesus commanded his disciples to go into the world and preach the gospel to all creation, he promised them that miraculous signs and wonders would accompany them. Come on. Miraculous signs and wonders would accompany them. And later in Mark 16, we see, in fact, that this took place. And also in the book of Acts, how we need to pray that God will stretch out his hand and heal and that signs and wonders may be done in his name in this day and age. Come on. Today we've got to believe for signs and wonders to happen. Jesus said that we would see even more than, than he has seen. Because he that lives within us will accomplish that. Come on. My fifth point is this. Receiving spiritual gifts. How do we receive spiritual gifts? You see, re receiving spiritual gifts is, is of such great importance for the mission of the church and the building up of the church. And that is why it's so important for you and I to be naturally supernatural. Remember, when we, we look at how we receive spiritual gifts, it's the Holy Spirit. And it's the Holy Spirit who distributes as he determines those gifts, yeah? But we must remember that if the Holy Spirit leads a person to pray for another person to receive these gifts, he can impart them as well. Yeah? Let, let, let's take the gift of healing. Of course, it's not you and I that heal somebody. But it's God. However, it's the Holy Spirit who leads us to pray for that healing, yes? And it's our obedience to do so that is a step of faith as well. You see, the Church of Jesus Christ, we have to be a people who are prepared to step out and pray for people and believe to see the miracles. Consider this, for you and I as Christ followers, that we, one, seek the gifts of the Holy Spirit, but two, we exercise the gifts and pray that we might exercise those gifts in this city. Apart from asking for, for prayer for these gifts, how else do you think we might? And for me, there's three key things. Number one, we need to have the right attitude. If we want to receive the, the gifts of the Holy Spirit, we have to have the right attitude to receive those. You see, in seeking spiritual gifts, it's obviously important that we have the right attitude towards them. We need to understand what we're asking for, okay? 
We need to remember that they are gifts that come as a result of God's grace. We, we cannot earn them or, and we can't earn the right to possess them. We need to remember that they come from the Holy Spirit. We therefore need to keep full of the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit will outwork himself through you and I as he sees fit. So that's what it is when I talk about having the right attitude. You see, we should also bear in mind the purpose for which these gifts are given and we need to examine our motive. Asking ourselves exactly why we want to receive these gifts. You see, the gifts are not some optional extra for which we should pray for. But we're taught to eagerly desire. Eagerly desire. You know, as a young boy, I think I shared this last week, I'm so, gra- I'm so grateful for the journey that I've had in my, in my walk with Jesus and the men of faith that God has placed me around. God has placed me around some, some, some generals of faith. And I'm, I'm so happy, I'm so pleased that I've learned to sit under some, some great men of God and women of God as well. But the really important thing is this. One of the greatest things was one of the pastors at my church, at the time he was 76 years old, 76 years old, and he came into the kids' church to talk about the gifts of the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit. And there he is at 76 years old, speaking to seven to eight-year-olds. And in that room, there was 15, 20 kids. And he starts and he says, who would like to receive the Holy Spirit? And that morning, there were seven to eight-year-olds speaking in tongues. And that, that morning, I received the gift of the Holy Spirit. I received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And then as I started to walk with the Holy Spirit, God, God started to, to give me different gifts. And they eagerly desired them. Today, in our walk with Jesus, can I encourage you, today, to eagerly desire the gifts of the Holy Spirit? Today, we're going to give opportunity for you to, to ask for those at the end of the service. My second thing that I think we need to do is we need to have the right actions. If we really desire something eagerly, we will do all we can to get it. You see, Paul tells us to pray, to ask God. But the second thing is, is we need to have faith. We need to believe that God will give us those gifts. My third and final thing is right atmosphere. You see, since the gifts of the Spirit are given for building up the church, it would seem daft 
if we worship in a place that denies the, the validation and underestimates the importance of the gift of the Holy Spirit. I want you to know as a Pentecostal church, we believe in God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. We believe that the Holy Spirit is at work in our lives today. That the Holy Spirit is our helper and that he empowers us to do mission. He empowers us to be the church. And my two-part message is this. One, I want us to be a people who are baptised by the Holy Spirit. But secondly, I want us to be a people who eagerly desire the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Because today, the church of Jesus Christ needs to be naturally supernatural. And you need to be in the right atmosphere today. Right now in this place, we're going to seek God. And I know I've given an overview, but I'm aware of time as well. But we read about those gifts. To one there is a spirit of, of a message of wisdom. To another, a message of knowledge. To another, faith. To another, gifts of healing. To another, miraculous powers. To another, prophecy. And to another, distinguishing between spirits. To another, speaking in different kinds of tongues. And still to another, the interpretation of tongues. I want you to know that when I... W when, when I've needed those gifts, each one of those gifts, God has enabled me to use those gifts. And he has given me them. There was a time where I sat down with a young boy and there was a clear sign that he had he had been messing with things in the realms of darkness that he shouldn't have been messing with. The spirit of darkness was over his life in a deep, deep way. And when you walk into a situation like that, it's not about you. But it's recognizing the power and the authority that God has given you as you walk into that situation. And as I, as I, as I laid and I hands on, that, on that, that boy, he didn't want it. But as I commanded that, that demon to be gone in the name of Jesus, the demon tried to fight back, but he could not win. And as I said, be gone in the name of Jesus. You have no place over this young boy's life.
the demon fled. And I want to tell you, that boy, he broke down in tears at that moment. Because he was set free. He saw the light. And not every situation is like that. I need you to know that. But I do need you to know that we don't live in a world that's all fluffy and wonderful and full of clouds and rainbows. We do live in a world where there is darkness. But God has called us to not live of the world, but he's called us to live in this world. Why has he called us to live in this world? Because he wants a people who are empowered for mission, who will draw people out of darkness and into the light of the, of, of the world. And this morning, I want to pray for you that if you feel stirred to be a person who's different in this world, who will reach out in a world that's darkened and share the gospel of Jesus Christ, I want to invite you to stand this morning. And we're going to, we're going to pray and we're going to, we're going to ask God for those gifts. Tony, I'm going to just pray over your life as you speak to your friends and your work colleagues that the gift, gifts of the Holy Spirit will empower your life as you speak into his life and that he will see the healing power of God. Jesus. Come on. If I'm going to receive something, I'm going to open my arms to God. I'm going to receive something today. I'm going to say, God, come. Come and do something afresh in my life. Holy Spirit, this morning, for every hand lifted, for every heart opened, I pray, Lord God, that today we will receive your Holy Spirit afresh. But not only that, Lord God, that you will place gifts in our lives, Lord God, to be your people who are empowered for mission today, Lord Jesus. I pray, mighty God, even this week, as we walk into different parts of our world, Lord God, our working environments, our school environments, Lord God, our day-to-day the shopping, Lord God. I pray that you will speak into our spirits what you are wanting us to do. Help us to, to be your hands and feet. Help us to be everything that you've called us to be, Lord God. And today I pray for the gifts to be empowered in people's lives today, Lord God. And as they eagerly desire them, Lord God, that they will come out, they will pour out, Lord Jesus, in, in people's lives. Jesus. Holy Spirit, pour out your presence afresh. Pour out your gifts afresh, Holy Spirit, we ask. Oh, see ada baba kona baba kona baba baka. See ada baba kona baba kona baba. Ki ada baba baka. Can I invite you to speak in tongues this morning? Come on. We're calling upon.
the name of God. We're calling upon the Holy Spirit. Lord, I pray over Roy's life today, Lord God, as he leads street pastors. We pray, mighty God, that street pastors will be something that is empowered in this city, that the gift of the Holy Spirit will pour out over, over every street pastor on our street, Lord God, that in situations where they meet people who are living lives in places of darkness, Lord God, that they will be drawn to the light of the world, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Oh, Jesus. 